they resented me for a long time for what I did. I asked for their forgiveness. You have to honestly ask. I'm talking about when I say honestly, I mean wholeheartedly ask for forgiveness. I'm not talking about no, I'm sorry. I'm asking for your forgiveness for what I've done. And then I say what I've done. I'm asking you to forgive me for being a bad father, for going in and out of your life, being a drug addict. I'm asking for your forgiveness for all this. And they forgave me. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello and welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast. I'm your host, Michi J. Today, we're finishing up my interview with Michael Pope. If you didn't hear the first half, please go back and listen to that because he has an interesting take on how he is able to get a job each time he comes out of prison. Today, he's going to talk more about how he accomplished other things like getting over drugs and being a great family man and father. Now, let's listen to the second half of my interview with Mike. So... Another thing is, I hear, not that they're not right, the drugs put into the Black community or in just into the community period. It's in all communities now. So, and they were saying that's why they were on drugs or something to that effect. What would you say to something like that? You can uh, take the country out the boy, but you can't take the boy out the country. You can leave the area, but there's drugs everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's drugs. Now, I can go to another city and I can be just riding, right? Mm-hmm. And I can I, automatically, I don't know where they're selling the drugs at because <laughs> you see it. That's up to you not to go there. You know, you have to make it up. See, <clears throat> it's mind over matter. You have to make up in your mind. I'm not, this is something I'm not going to do. And then don't do it. People say it's hard, but it's not hard. Trust me, it's not. I'm a living witness that it's not. Mm -hmm. I I went through the withdrawals and all that, but this too shall pass. And after it passed, it's up to you to do what you need to do to stay away. Mm -hmm. You have to stay away. Top and bottom line. Why is you over on Chicago Avenue doing whatever that you ain't got no business doing? You ain't got no business over there. You don't get high. So what you over there for? Ain't nothing over there. Like this one guy we call Unc, right? He'd stay in the basement. And I had left my wheelchair at his house when my sister brought me home, right? And uh, I went back and got my wheelchair. And I had him come outside. I wasn't going inside. What I'm going in there for? I know what they're doing down there. <laughs> why I want, why I want to go down there and I know what they're doing down there, and that's not what I'm doing today. You know what I'm saying? I'm picking up my wheelchair and I'm going back home. <laughs> what I'm going down in that basement for? There's nothing down there for me. I know what they're doing down there. So I just keep it moving. 
I went to a couple, I went to a couple funerals, you know, a couple guys that was close to me. I told that OD, I went to the repast. I mean, yeah, I went to review the bodies. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I reviewed the bodies and I got back on the metro train and came back home. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go to no repasses or nothing like that. Wow. You know, <laughs> it was doing it was it was during the pandemic. And and not only that, you know, I, I'm I got a lot of things going on in my body. Got COPD, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you name it. I get I had open heart surgery before. You name it, I got it. So, you know, I didn't want to for one, I didn't want to be around a whole lot of people. So I went, I reviewed the body, I gave my respects to the family, and I kept going. I'm not, going to, I'm not <laughs> going to sit in no repast because I know everybody sitting in repast. They drinking, they smoking. Yes. All that. <laughs> yep. That's you know? a good point. You know, those repasts is, is parties, basically. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. So I we- don't party no more. So why <laughs> am I going? Why am I going to these places? Hmm. That, that's crazy. That's like if you don't drink, what you going to the club for? <laughs> Yeah, you got you have to pay attention. Think about it before you even get there. Like, what are they going to be doing, and make start making decisions before you yeah. even get there. I like that. Yeah. That is some good pointers, and just trying to you know make sure you avoid those things. Don't concentrate on those thoughts, even when you see them coming through commercials, and or if you passing somebody on the street that's smoking and stuff, you need to Think before you act to react. That's true. So you also like you you are the president of the men's ministry at your church. How long yes, have you sir. been doing that? Oh, now it's going on two years. Okay, this is my second. This is my second term. We vote every year in October. So I became October this twenty three twenty one. I became president October twenty one. Then October twenty two, I told them that. I wanted somebody else to take over the place, this presidency. And we had a vote, and they said, nominee Michael Pope to be continue to be the president. Then somebody said, I second that. <laughs> what else can I do? Matter of fact, we got one coming up this Saturday from 630 to 730. I mean, 630 to 930 at Trinity Ami Church, 210 South Avenue, men's game night. When men's come together in fellowship, domino, spades, beer whist, chess, connect four, just oh, that uh, sounds fun. I'm I ordered uh like five pizzas, pan of chicken. Pop, and where is this gonna be at? <laughs> two ten south. I just had just last month we had a family game night mm-hmm. where everybody, the whole family, and it's two ten South Avenue. Waukegan, Illinois. Okay. But uh, yeah, we having a men's game night tonight. I mean, Saturday, we just going to fellowship and have a good time. I got to go pick up the stuff. Matter of fact, tomorrow, my wife get off work. We're going to go pick up the chips. We'll have chips, pop water, wow. pizza, and chicken. That sounds like a good thing to have where you can, people can have fun, like a party without drinking. And people need yeah. to understand you don't have to drink to have fun. No, or no. To have fun. No, you hey look, check this out. I used to always say I'm at my best when I'm high, right? <laughs> but I'm seriously, 
You know, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I used to always say that I'm at my best when I'm happy. I'm a jokester. Since I've been clean, I still have fun every single day <laughs> with my wife and kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, we have a ball. <laughs> Talking smack, laughing. Yeah. And it's like I have five kids by my wife, right? Every last one of them got a degree, master's degrees. Congratulations about that. Uh, my oldest son, he's a chef, and uh, he's a chef and an assistant manager at the Marriott Hotel in Lansing, Michigan. My next, my baby boy is this the one I was telling you about. He's a seventh grade school teacher at McNair School of Excellence on the west side of Chicago, Cicero and Walton. He's a songwriter, inspirational rap artist, and a mentor. We have a mentor program after school every day. My oldest daughter is getting ready to go for the law exam. Mm -hmm. My middle daughter is a school teacher at the same school, and she teaches special ed. And then my baby daughter has her own practice on social worker, and her husband is a software engineer. Wow, you are truly blessed. You got a great family there. None, it, here we go again. NBG. <laughs> Nothing but God. Nothing but God. I like that. Nothing but God. My wife is a, she works for Cat. She's a case manager at Cat Charity. And she's also an ordained minister. Okay. She's on the ministerial staff at the church. Okay. At Trinity Amy Church. Is you that know, the, and, in Waukegan? Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yes. All and, right. You know, Just in case uh, people are interested. Okay. And for me, for a chump like me, mm -hmm. been through what I've been through, man, there couldn't be nothing but God. That's right. That's right. And for me, I'm in and out my kids' life all day life. Now all of them are grown. And they accepted me back with open arms. Wow. As long that... as, mm -hmm. long as you do the right things for the right reasons, keep doing the same things over and over, you're going to keep getting the same results. It's a blessing because yes, a lot of men and women uh, come out and they have a hard time starting back a relationship up with their kids. Young. Some of it is, some of the stories I hear is very sad because it's a lot of problems around that. So you saying you never, you didn't have that problem. And why do you think you didn't? Have that problem? They resented me for a long time for what I did. Mm -hmm. But I don't do those things anymore. I ask for their forgiveness. Mm. If you forgive me, okay, we all good. But if you don't, that's your mess. You got to live with that. But you have to honestly ask. I'm talking about when I say honestly, I mean wholeheartedly ask for forgiveness. And I'm not talking about no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm asking for your forgiveness for what I've done. And then I say what I've done. I'm asking you to forgive me for being a bad father, for, wow. going, in, for going in and out of your life. Wow. Mm -hmm. For being a drug addict. I want you, I'm asking for your forgiveness for all this. And they forgave me. And it passed. I I got a. I'm talking about 
I got a loving relationship. I can send you pictures and everything. I have a loving relationship with all six of my children. My oldest son is outside of my marriage, mm-hmm. and he's a, a pharmacist. And I've heard him just as much as I heard my other kids, right? And I'm telling you, I did some some awful things to him. I stole. Well, I didn't actually steal from him. I just took what I thought I had coming when you didn't give it to me. Wow. <laughs> That's the attitude that one has. Yeah. What? <laughs> Hey, that's that was the story of my life in using. When I used, that was the story of my life. I was, when I was using, I was a walking time bomb. I took people's stuff and all type of crazy stuff. I, I was a walking time bomb. Hmm. It exploded at any time. Hmm. I didn't care. It was all for the sake of one more. Hmm. One more. And now, if you ask me, you gonna buy one? I, my nephew, right? And he got ten years clean. That me and him, we be going. To, he, I really don't go to NA and stuff like that. But when they had, he's staying Milwaukee, mm-hmm. like they had the NA convention here in uh, January. It was what's NA? What's that? Narcotics Anonymous. Okay. They had a Narcotics Anonymous convention in January. I'm talking about people from all over the country was there. And he liked to go to that every year, you know what I'm saying? Because he lived in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I go with him. And uh, you know, he always asked me this question. I asked him this question. He asked me this question. When he said, you're going to buy one or be one? <laughs> I said, I'm going to be a thousand before I buy one. Because if I buy one, it's over with. One going to lead to two. Two going to lead to three. And so on and so forth. So if you don't pick up that first one. You ain't got to worry about your last one because you ain't picked up the first one. Hmm. You have to pick this stuff up. That stuff ain't going to jump up in you. Hmm. And it's People say it's hard, but it's not hard. It's hard as you want it to be. If you keep that thought in your head, yeah, it's going to be hard. But if you just say I'm done and, and I'm talking about mean it in your heart, and ask God to deliver you, and you wait on God, man, it's crazy, you know? So, Mike, that's good. So, Mike, do you, a thought just came to me, and I want to ask you the question. So, are you saying that people, and it may not be all the case, so I wouldn't say it's general, but would you say it's some possibilities sometimes where a person don't want to deep down don't want to give it up hey you know what <laughs> honestly what that's a fact that mm. is a fact because okay i'm gonna give you a scenario somebody i know i ain't gonna mention no names please don't mention no names <laughs> i'm not or what kenny is to me but <laughs> he's an older guy and he told me at one time he was going to get high until he died. Mm. But today, he got almost 20 years clean. And it was a tragedy that made him get clean. He was using. And he was at home by himself. Mm-hmm. And three days later, somebody found him on his floor, non-responsive. He was in a coma. I want to say three, four, five months. 
Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, he was in a coma for about three, about four months. And one individual said, take him off the machine. But another family member said, no, you ain't going to do that. And he came too. Hmm. And he's doing wonderful now. And that's what got him where he is now, the coma. He woke up and it was four months later. Hmm. What happened? He ain't used this. So almost he did die in a way. <laughs> you say till he died, I guess. Yeah. Almost yeah. he pretty much did that. So what and, is he what yeah, so what does he say now? Was it worth getting off or yeah, oh yeah. He tell me how happy he is of me. How proud he is of me right now. Man, I'm so proud of you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And that's with anything. You keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. If you keep doing right, God going to bless you. If you keep doing crazy stuff, crazy stuff going to happen. So what do you say? I don't, I don't, I don't want to put down drug rehab and all that because it could work and stuff. But most of the success stories I've been seeing is people when they say, look, I'm done. And that a lot of times they're outside of those programs that cost quite a bit of money, by the way. So would you suggest people going through the programs or should they do it on their own plus do it or? What do you, it just depends on a person. What if that's what you have to do? You need to do whatever you need to do. If going through the program gonna get you clean, go through the program. If you want to go to God, go to God. My suggestion, nothing but God. <laughs> hey, I promise you, I done been in every rehab in the city of Chicago. I left rehab. Stay clean for a minute. I go to a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting up in this meeting, and I can't wait till this meeting over because I'm finna go get me one. What? Yeah. I, I promise you. <laughs> man, I wish they hurry up. <laughs> and I ran straight up out of there when it got me one. And I'm talking about, I'm young lady. I promise you, I've been in rehab in jail. I've been in HIDI. Safe Haven, out south, I can't think of it. But anyway, Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been all, every last one. Of, some of them I've been there several times. Can, mm-hmm. I'm talking about complete the program with flying colors. I'm talking yeah. about top of the, I'm at the top of the chain on everything. I'm around here giving advice to the other people coming in now. And man, I get out and I, you know, it lasts for a minute. Get right back again and using again. Same, just like jail. It was the same thing. I, I'm talking about. I just turned sixty in October, and I used drugs for started tooting heroin when I was seventeen, hmm. and I tooted heroin every single day. If I wasn't in jail or in rehab. Hmm. And I, I got clean a lot of times. Then, like I say, now, for me, this is my concept for right now. I keep it up front. I don't care who know it as long as I don't forget it. Because when I forget it and I put it in the back of my mind, 
that's when I come up with the self-centeredness, the complacentness, and I fall right back into the trench again. So that's you know, what, so again, you said when you fell into the trench is when you got into complacency and. Yeah, thinking I can do this. I can do this. I don't need, you know what I'm saying? I can do this. I can go back on Chicago Avenue. I ain't, that, that don't, that, that's because they doing it. That don't mean I got to do it. <laughs> but all the time I'm tricking myself. <laughs> I'm tricking myself. I'm tricking myself to go back over there. Mm. Knowing I ain't got no business over there. Like I told you at first. I know what you're doing down there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm finna go see Unc. Oh, oh okay. What you, going, what you going to see Unc for? You know what I'm doing. Oh. I'm telling you, this guy was a real close friend to me and to my family. Been knowing me since I was a shorty. He like 69, 70. And he been knowing me since I was a shorty. I'm talking about real close to my family. You know, all my family. You know, I got eight sisters. It was eight girls and me. And mm-hmm. Big family. I don't even go visit him. I don't go visit him. Because <laughs> I know what he's doing. <laughs> and that's not me no more. Right. You know, if I see you in traffic, hey, what's up, man? I stop and holler, but it ain't gonna be long. Hey man, how you doing, man? <laughs> it's like, hey man, how you doing, man? I ain't seen you in a minute, man. You look, you know, tell him some lies, and he tell me a couple lies, and I'm gone. <laughs> you silly, tell me a couple <laughs> lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, you um, know, we swap lies, we swap <laughs> lies, and then I keep it moving. Wow, you know, I, I keep it. Moving. Now I got. I got two buddies, right? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I got three buddies. Mm-hmm. That's who I associate with. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, matter of fact. Oh, good people. One, okay, of, them, one, of, one of them was just calling me just now, and I told him, I cannot call you later. Okay. And these are the guys are my friends. Okay. That's who I associate with. Okay. People that's not using. So what would you, we're going to wrap this up. This has just been great. What's the one thing would you say to your audience and perhaps they're on drugs right now and they're struggling and they don't know what to do or what can a family member do? What would you say to someone that's in that cycle now? What I would say to them, let go and let God pray. A lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. And like I said, wait on God. Patience is the essence of growth. If you have patience, you'll grow. Mm-hmm. That's what worked for me. Now, if you decide to go into treatment, go into treatment with a positive attitude <laughs> that when I get up out of here, it's over with. I'm not doing this no more. And just say what you do and do what you say. That's a good point. Don't, mm-hmm. don't go to treatment for your mama. <laughs> don't go to treatment for your wife. Don't go to treatment for your siblings. Go to treatment. Your, don't go for your kids. Go for yourself. When you go for yourself, then you'll be successful. Wow. Well, that is a great word, Mike. I really enjoy hearing that and the stories and really some good points about what a person can do and just your whole life and what you went through and just how you 
are successful now with running a men's ministry and having this great relationship with your kids. I really appreciate how what you said about for asking for forgiveness and the way you should ask for forgiveness to your children. One more thing. Sure. The men's ministry, right? Okay, I did, last year I did, uh, we passed out toiletries, 40 bags of toiletries to different centers up here, Eddie Washington Center, Legacy, and stuff like that. And when we went to our planning meeting, we they they got a new president over the district of the 4th Episcopal District for Sons Valley. And we had a meeting and he was asking the different people that was there from different churches, what is your, you doing? And I told him what, what we had done. And he asked me, he called me maybe two months later, and he asked me to put together a service project in Milwaukee. And he says two places that he was looking at. So I did some research and I came up with, we're going to do it with repairs of the breach. Hmm. And it's a, it's a homeless shelter. And so I called him and everything. And then, well, before I called a couple of people that I know in Milwaukee, and it's this one guy that I know, I used to go to their church because we used to go to church in Milwaukee too. And when I asked him which place would be the best place and what should I do, should I feed them or should I get them toiletries? Or he said, do both. He said, me and my wife own a daycare center and we'll supply all the food. You just do the toiletries. So wow. April the 8th, the day before Easter, and his wife is the director over the AKAs. And they're having a conference up in Milwaukee that weekend. And so we're supposed to be doing repairs of the breach. We're going to feed 100 people, and then we're going to pass out 100 bags of toiletries, soap, you know, with toothpaste, lotion, and razors, and sanita sanitary napkins for women. And he asked me to put it together. Because he said he just became the president of the Sons of Allen, and he's a pastor of a church in, in Annapolis, and he had never did anything like this. So since I know about it, and I've done this before, he asked me to put it together. So, okay, you know, that's what we're doing now. And it's supposed to be at the AKAs, they're supposed to pin the pin on their husbands, right? And so as of now, it's 40 men that's going to come and help us to feed these people and pass out these toiletries. And that's April you know, 8th. And that's April at, 8th. And where at again? In West, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And the name of the, the name of the facility is Repairs of the Breach. And Repair. we're asking for any kind of donations. We haven't set up the thing yet for people to send money in, but if you want to donate toiletries or anything you want to donate, you know, we'll we'll love it. Okay. Well, that is a uh, I really want to support that that is a good thing i hope someone in the audience does the same for this repairs of the breach it's going to be in milwaukee on mm -hmm. april 8th okay yeah son, the sons of allen is sponsoring it and if you once once i i'm working on the flyer now okay. once i finish the flyer which should be the first of next month once i finish the flyer i will text you one of the flyers Okay. My, and matter of fact, I'm gonna text you a flyer for our men's night too. I got that already. I'm gonna text <laughs> that to you soon we get off the phone. Okay. Okay. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me. And mm -hmm. I hope 
somebody, not nobody, but somebody gets something out of what I said. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody can get something out of what you said. Thanks, Mike. That was the end of my great interview with Michael Pope. Part two was just as interesting as part one. Here are my takeaways. One, when you get out of prison, the first thing you need to do is sign up with a temporary agency. This is one of the first things Mike said he did when he got out. And this was key for him being able to get a job all the time when he came out. Number two is obtain a new skill. He had the skill of a forklift driver, but he also mentioned that when he was on the job, he asked to learn other skills, learn other skills that's at the job site so that you become a needed resource there. And number three, the takeaway is be determined, work hard, have a good attitude, have a good work ethic. These three things were key for him being able to always get jobs. Number four is, I love this one, ask for forgiveness. When he asked for forgiveness to his kids, they gave it to him. And it wasn't like, I'm sorry. He actually stated what he did and all the actions that he did. That's very important thing to do when you're asking for forgiveness. The last thing is the dangers of complacency. When Mike talked about when he went off the rails, I'll say, when he went in this cycle, it was more so when he was getting complacent. He wasn't alert. So those are my takeaways. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.